Today on the Zabecast, Magic Johnson drops the mic on Jeannie Buss and the Lakers. Was it an understandable decision to jump ship on the sinking SS LeBron? Or was it another chapter in Magic Quittery? Notorious J-A-Y and I report, you decide. We got Masters Par 3, Jay's final four thoughts, and maybe the sickest bug-related story I've ever heard. Bonus 1% me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Nolan Richardson, one-time coach of the Arkansas Razorback men's basketball program, had a defense that had a nickname called 40 Minutes of Hell. Our next guest is going to give us 40 Minutes of Radio Hell. You know him, of course, as Jay Cottrell. Let's give Jay a call right now. Notorious J-A-Y. Where the hell did he go here? Oh, yeah. Scrolling through on my phone. Good preparation there, Zabe. Give or take 40 minutes. Might go longer, might go shorter. We'll see. Hello. 40 minutes of hell. That's what I'm describing your segment as. An homage to the great Nolan Richardson. Like that? Is he the late? No, he's still with us, right? Yeah. Ah, I'd have to look that one up. No, he's still with us. He's still with us. Yes, he's still with us. All right, well. I made so many mistakes yesterday on the golf podcast, I don't even know where to begin. Let me crank your music up, Jay. I wish you could hear it. I got to say this song, Notorious, by Duran Duran. It's a good not song. Even, not even in the top five of best songs ever. Uh, okay. Uh, you ready to go on that? The Reflex. <laughs> Oh, wait, the reflex. Okay. Girl, girls on film. Planet Rio. Earth. Rio. Thank you. <laughs> um, please, please tell me now. Is there something I should know? Five, five best Duran Duran songs. Bing, ever. There you go. Bang, boom. There you go. And that's why Jay brings you 40 <laughs> minutes of hell. Okay, we got a lot to get to today. I mean, a lot to get to. Before we start. Before we get started. Before we get started, what do you got? I was mailing. I, I had a lot of time to kill because we're sending out end of session letters and I was stuffing envelopes and I listened to you and Andy Poland. Can I take great indifference to something Andy Poland said? Uh, indifference or great umbrage? I think if you took great indifference, umbrage. you wouldn't. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you took umbrage. great indifference, you wouldn't even bring it up. You'd be like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't umbrage. care about it. Indifference. Yeah. Take the umbrage, get the umbrage. Show the umbrage. I don't even know what umbrage is. I'm going to look up umbrage right now while you talk. Okay, what is it? Dear Andy Poland, nobody <laughs> gives two rats asses about UCLA basketball anymore. He said oh, they were yeah. blue blood. Yeah. That's insanity. Yeah, when he the, he the... he harkens back to the day, though. And I, I think a lot of UCLA supporters still think, hey, we're the, still the shit in basketball. You haven't been the shit since the... Uh, oh my God! The the O'Bannon brothers were there. That's it. Ty Sedney. And that, that was, was nineteen eighty five. And that was fleeting success under Jim Herrick. Yes. So 
just like they had fleeting success under my guy, Ben Howland, but didn't cut the nets down. Who, by the way, gave one of the worst interviews on your show. He was in bed (sighs) and doing the interview. And it was one of the, I remember that. Because you were like, he couldn't even fucking get up. And and stand up for the interview. I remember that. Ben Howland did that. Ben Howland did that. Yes, yes. You know, Ben and I go back a long ways. I would ride in his van on road trips when he was an assistant under Jerry Pym at UC Santa Barbara, the Harvard of the West, driving from Salt Lake City up to Logan, Utah, to play Utah State in the snow. And he couldn't get out of bed for my interview. What a dick. I remember he he literally was lying in bed during the interview, and it sounded like it. How do you know he was and lying in bed? Did he admit that? He, I think he did. <laughs> and I told you, and he was like, and I and I remember your words where he couldn't even fucking get up. I yes, he did tell me. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. Was Jamie Dixon on that staff too? Aren't they buddies? Aren't they uh, yes. The cradle of coaches. Yeah. I, Santa Barbara. We've we've produced a few. <laughs> <laughs> produced a few to be sure all right i'm sorry but uh, okay let's get let's get to it sorry but yeah ucla uh, is so not relevant right now it hasn't been in 30 years okay Go ahead. okay uh, while while we're while we're uh doing some mop-ups here and uh this doesn't necessarily pertain to you but i want to get it out of the way uh this email was sent to me by chad misovic He said, hey, Zabe, let me preface this by saying I'm a big fan of the podcast and I freaking love the Masters. It's a highlight of the year for me. I was expecting great things out of you and your guests on yesterday's show. Well, no offense, but it just sucked. You guys were all over the place, talking all over each other, starting to talk about something, then interrupting and going off topic. I'm obviously not in the business, but I don't understand why you don't go over a list of topics for like 10 minutes together ahead of time and then each hit on a topic and then move on to the next one. Is that just not how it works? You can still be spontaneous and authentic within that framework. Just saying, Chad in Green Bay. Chad, I got one thing to say to you. You are 100% correct. I felt that way after we were done recording that because I spent all my time, Jay, hustling to get these guys together. Like, hey, can you can you meet? I, I think I can get in. I'll get down to your hitting bay at one and I'll set up and I'll get my equipment. Hey, Rhodes, can you come? Okay, now we got three. We can do it. And I just thought because we're all golf nerds, we'd be able to wing it. It didn't come off. We were disorganized. We didn't have a plan of action. We didn't even have our fucking facts straight. Rhodes committed like three double bogeys on certain things that he swore was the case. Oh, yeah. Uh, Francesco Molinari, he won twice. He won a congressional. And I was like, I don't think so about that. So, Chad, thank you for keeping us honest. It's exactly how I felt. Didn't feel good about it. Good news is, Jay, like baseball, in podcasting, tomorrow. another day. (laughs) Tomorrow's another game. So, with that said, I actually have here, Jay, a list of things I want to run by you, including Magic and the Lakers, Celebrity GMs, the Masters, WrestleMania, uh, a Blackjack video that you must see to believe, a New York Post story about uh, Michael Smith of ESPN, Bees in Your Eyes, Juju versus AB, Anthony Davis's t-shirt choice, and a rousing rendition of Fuck That Guy when it's all said and done. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. All right, let's start with Magic Johnson. Go. 
Magic Johnson is the Magic Johnson of quitters. Oh. Can we go back and look at his dossier? He, Let's do it. After he came back from AIDS, he quit the team. Uh, he then he didn't, oh, have no, he didn't quit the team. Hold he kind of retired. Ma- okay. Magic never had AIDS, Jay. He had the H- HIV. He had, he had the HIV. HIV. He had the Sorry. HIV virus, which all Sorry. of us mispronounce because it's the we, HIV virus virus. Okay. <laughs> so then he became coach. He quit coaching. Okay. He's like, yeah, I don't feel this. He had the magic hour. Remember that? I do remember that. Yes. Well, did he quit or was it canceled? Yes, he quit. Nope. He quit. He just like he's like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Okay. He then quit. He then quit ESPN. He did he quit I, over the Bill Simmons spat? No, there, there, it's funny because today <laughs> listening, I heard Bill Simmons says there was no spat. Magic just quit. Oh, okay. And so, and so there's a track the record of there's a, he's, him he's quitting. He's the Magic Johnson of quitting. Hmm. Really good. I love Magic the guy. Magic the GM. I mean, he's too rich. Why does he need to do this? He's too rich. Well, he wasn't doing all the heavy lifting. That's why Rob Palinka was there to do the the heavy lifting and the scouting and the dirty, grimy, musty gyms of the world to find the great talent that's perhaps hidden. In theory, that's what it was. Magic said him being involved was going to help bring free agents to L.A. That didn't work. No. In fact, they didn't even get a meeting with Paul George. And Paul George is from that area, as you like to say. By the way, Jay <laughs> Jay introduced the word area spelled with a U yes. to our lexicon. Yes. <laughs> is that a Baltimore? Is that a Baltimore a, thing? No, it's a it's it's a Baltimore and PG County thing. Uh-huh. Oh, area, right? Yeah, the DMV so, area. Right. Yes, so Paul George is from that area, and the remember the Lakers? Jay had this big video presentation already for him. Yeah, how'd that work out? He never watched it. <laughs> they never got to it. Ah, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. But I defended Magic today on my show for this reason. Why? Why? Yes. By the way, can you remember Rob Palenka's one shining moment of his college career? No, he played at Michigan, right? He, Michigan he missed State. The, Michigan. He missed the shot when uh, Michigan played Duke in that early season game. Rob Palenka could have hit a kid a three to tie it and missed it. That's his one shining moment. Okay. He was, he was, as you like to say, the GPA raiser. <laughs> the, right. The guy that looks good, good on the balance sheet of, are yes. we still above the academic progress line? <laughs> Which they never had the APR. What? Uh, yeah. The academic progress report where they made schools, you know, float above a certain GPA cuz remember yeah, show there, your work remember there was the year Jay that I think Cincinnati under Bob Huggins had the worst yes there was Kenyon Martin team yes uh, worst worst GPA friends. I literally <laughs> think it was a Blutarski 0.0, zero. Point zero. <laughs> it was if it wasn't 0 it was 1 so you say to me how can you defend Magic Johnson. Magic, yes, he didn't want to do the work. All right, he didn't. He didn't understand that. You know what? You may have to go to Australia to watch some league game. That's what the good GMs do. Oh, he may have. Yeah, he he didn't want to do the work, and he may have quit because he wanted to tweet, 
which would be one of the most insane things ever if that really was a driving force of, God, I really wanted to tweet congratulations to Michael Westbrook, not Michael Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, when he went for 2020 and 20, which is really 2021 and 20, but who's being particular? Yeah. Yeah, who, who, who wants facts? That's not facts yeah. getting away. And, and that if, if you're going to quit a job like that, important job, well-paying job, job that people are counting on you to deliver glory back to the Lakers and you quit because you wanted to tweet, well, that's pretty fucking weak. All that said, Jay, you, you want a defense of, of Magic Johnson? I'll give it to you. Two words. You ready? Two yes. words only. La and Braun. Oh! Oh! Boom! I, you know what? There you go. There's I, I the defense of you. magic quitting. There's a lot of, <laughs> as I tell, there's a lot of shit that comes with LeBron. You got to deal with Rich Paul, who, by the way, may have killed their season by his engineering the Anthony Davis. Because after that, all the other players were like, fuck this. Yeah. I don't want to play with Yeah. Every other player is like, fuck. Bro. Yeah. I can imagine the locker room, right? LeBron has yet to show up at the, at the arena for pregame shoot around. The entire rest of the Lakers are in the locker room, and they're like quietly leaning in, going, "Hey, were you in, were you mentioning these trades for uh, Anthony Davis? Yeah, so was I. Hey, what about you?" And they turn to their left, turn to their right. Pretty soon, the whole team finds out every fucking one of us was mentioned in one of these rumors for Anthony Davis. So, who wants to play for him then? So, okay, you 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 might that might be the one defense, LeBron. I mean, look at what LeBron has left in Cleveland. Nobody's paying attention because the caravan moves on, the dogs bark, and nobody cares, right? It's Cleveland. Cleveland is a fucking disaster. Cleveland is like Chernobyl of the NBA. There are three-eyed fish and glowing rivers left in Cleveland because of the contracts that LeBron and his boys forced down the throats of Cavaliers management for guys like Tristan Thompson, who suck. Can you name three players on the Cavaliers? Uh, yeah, Tristan Thompson, uh, Kevin Love, and is, uh, is, and he hurt. And and Jerome Smith. You made that up. Tyrone, <laughs> Ty, Tyrone <laughs> Brown, again. Jerome Smith, Tyrone Brown. <laughs> and, wait a minute. Try one. Try one more time. Okay, that's two strikes. Jerome Smith, Tyrone Brown. And Reggie Johnson. Oh, there it is. Oh, three stereotypical black guy names, first and last. I got it. I got it. I got it. And and sadly, none of those people play for the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> no, I can look it up, but I who cares? Does it matter, really? No, but I just anyway. So wherever yes. wherever LeBron goes, disaster follows, and with great. Power comes great responsibility. LeBron has great power. So it was LeBron's responsibility to help rally the guys they did have this year and to be, you know, responsible for whatever happened to the season. He played his ass off. Give him that. Before he got hurt, they were in pretty good shape. And for the season, his totals, his numbers, Jay, were very good. It was like 27 and 8. And, and change, but everything else was a fucking disaster. His, his teammates didn't trust him. Once he got hurt, he was not hanging out with them. He'd his show coach up. hated him. His, right, his coach hated him because his coach knew, Luke knew that he was working to get him fired. Uh, LeBron would show up to games with a glass of wine in his hands. Eh, you know, it's not really inspiring shit right there. 
That's all I'm saying. And this is why I'm not a LeBron fan. Well, you know what? Well, we don't know if Jordan did this because the age of the media was different. Well, but here, that's I'm glad you bring up Jordan. Jordan didn't do this because even though Jordan was a far bigger, I think, pop culture icon than LeBron, is that a true statement? Do you? Yes. Was, he was. Yes. Okay. Right, because now LeBron is sort of like a manufactured pop sure. culture icon. Yes. Like sports fans know LeBron and some non-sports fans know LeBron, but everybody knew who Michael Jordan was. And, right, your grandma doesn't even like basketball. I'd be a closet racist. Oh, I love that Michael Jordan. <laughs> Shut up, mom. You keep yelling yeah. out the window. There's black people at my door. Can you Stop can you it. believe that he can't there, there, there's rumors that Space Jam 2 might not happen because nobody wants to play with LeBron. Have you heard those rumors? Uh, is that a rumor or is that a ha-ha funny? I have heard those rumors. So that's that like real. There, that, to me, that sounds trouble. like a, To me, it sounds like a joke stemming off of the fact they can't get anybody to go to L.A. to play with them. <laughs> they can't get a fake Space Jam roster together because nobody wants in on the movie. I don't see why it couldn't be true. Uh, you know what? Maybe it is true. Who knows? So Magic said, fuck this. I have a good life being Magic Johnson. I'm out. And it would have been the only thing that would have been funnier as he stunned the media uh, in L.A. with this surprise announcement and stunned Genie Bus. The only thing funnier, Jay, would have been to have a little pop-up video of Cy from Duck Dynasty going, <laughs> he gone. <laughs> he gone magic gone so do you think it was bullshit he didn't tell Jeannie Buss I can't it, well what did he say she's my sister like my little sister he said I couldn't tell her because if I did I wouldn't be here she would have talked me into staying interesting logic well that's actually good logic if you really and by the way you think he decided yesterday morning oh no eh, I don't want to do this anymore no, I think if you went into LeBron, if you went into Magic's office, he had a big calendar with X's on it and a sign <laughs> that said "Days until I can quit," and it was a running number. People were like, okay. "Hey, Magic, what's this calendar here?" Oh, never mind. Yeah, I don't I th- think he. Had, you, you don't think real? I think Magic is the kind of guy who woke up and said, well, "I don't want to do this anymore," because he quits everything. Well, the. Yes, he quits a lot of things. Does he quit business? He's done well in business, right? He's done very well in business, yes. Are the Magic Johnson theaters still going strong? Doesn't or... he, he own Starbucks, too? Or is, he, is that what else? is his other Starbucks? Or, or TGI Fridays. I think it's TGI okay. Fridays. Yeah. I, here's the thing, Jay. I just like Magic. I like him. I'll always <laughs> like him. I'm a sucker for a smile. I know that that he has failed at and quit at a lot of things. I had some emails from people. Uh, one one email from Brian McQuestion up in Milwaukee ripped me a new one saying, man, you are such a sucker. How about him having anal orgies, giving his wife the HIV virus? Oh, my God. Well? Okay. How, well, do, you think, how do you think he got it from a contaminated big gulp cup? Oh, I know how he, I mean. Oh, okay. Having, yeah, I know. But, uh. But you you is, thought you were like, wow, that's a little harsh, man. Here's a, a hot harsh. take. Greatest living Laker. He, yeah, he is Mr. Laker. Okay. Whoa, 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 could... whoa, 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 whoa. He's the most beloved Laker. The most, He's not the greatest Laker? The most worshipped Laker. 
is Kobe. Kobe. I always I have friends who are big Kobe fans, and to tick them off, I always say he's three, no four on the list. Kobe, Magic, Kareem, Jerry West, hmm. then Kobe. Here, here's what Brian McQuestion said about Magic. Oh, so you love Magic, Zabe? The asshole who threw his threw his career away, threatened his life, humiliated his wife and family by contracting AIDS by having unprotected anal sex with porn stars. I know there's no proof. I just know. Plus, he never really apologized. I remember his appearance on the Tonight Show to tell everyone to make sure they use protection. You know, win fucking porn stars in the ass. Dear Brian, what's, you didn't live in L.A. What's, in that time. I, I, I can't fault Magic for Sorry. He was 20 years old right. in L.A., hanging out with Dr. Jerry Buss, having the best women that any of us will ever even think about worship him. Sorry. I would have probably done it, too. What's next, writes Brian, talking about your love for Ray Lewis because he could play football or what a great guy Michael Jackson was because he could sing and dance? Oh, God. <laughs> I know it's slightly different given yeah, a that. a little bit different, yes. Given that nobody died because of yeah, magic. Ray Lewis might have killed a guy, and Michael Jackson yeah. was a pedophile. A little bit different from a 20-year-old guy enjoying the best poontang in the world at age 20. A little bit different. So so Magic said he got the virus from having anal sex with female porn stars? Never. Okay, never heard that one. Did he ever? He never said anal sex. I never heard that one. That's one I didn't hear. I'm not saying it's not true. I've never heard that account of the story. You ever think he caught a genuine backdoor slider from some dude? Either. Oh, God. What? What? I, you know who's, it's a podcast, well, right? We can say anything. I know. No, no, I'm laughing. But the person who probably would be the best if he ever decides to, to out magic or not out him, but tell the, the promiscuous tales, Arsenio Hall was around for all of this. And I'd yeah. love to hear the Arsenio Hall stories. Because Arsenio says everything magic couldn't do, he would do. Whatever that means. <laughs> what do you mean he couldn't do? He said Magic didn't like do drugs and act uh, wild. And this is what is it? I it, on the on the documentary okay. for Magic Johnson. Arsenio said everything Matt Irvin Irvin couldn't do, I did for him. By the Love way, have you, to hear, yeah. Have you seen uh, Have you seen Magic cut up tapes on Twitter and YouTube of him just passing it over his head, around his back, through his legs? They're sick. Yes. They're, they're uh, like you, young magic in the 80s, early 80s. Not the magic that maybe younger viewers and listeners here remember of his last, you know, four or five years where he slowed down. He got to be a better shooter, but he was bigger, didn't run quite as much. Early magic is fucking dazzling. There is, I saw. 35 minutes, because I, like you, will watch anything on YouTube with stuff from the 80s. <laughs> yes. There is when Magic and Bird were in college. The college All-Stars used to play the pros, and there's clips of Larry and Magic passing, doing like Harlem Globetrotters, just the two of them. Really? Against, like really good pros. Oh, I gotta, oh I, gotta go, I gotta go check that out. I, I didn't know that they played together. Yeah, they. It, I can't remember what they call it. Was a it was college all stars versus what, whatever. 
right. but it is yeah and, and they're playing like oh god like paul pressy was on the nba all-star <laughs> team Paul so Pressy, like, like great that. Milwaukee oh, Buck. Great Milwaukee Buck. Mm-hmm. But watching, it's like Irvin would pass to Larry, and then Larry would throw the ball behind his back to Irvin, and then Irvin would go back to Larry. I was like, Jesus Christ, look at this. Yeah. So go look at that. But uh, yeah, Irvin in the 80s, Irvin, there was nothing better on the break yeah. than Magic on the break. Magic on the break, barreling down the lane, doing the dipsy-doo, balls up At around. Six, nine. Right, 6'9", six, through his legs, and just dumping it off. And the best thing was worthy. Worthy comes flying in like an F-16 jet, always filling the lane and just shoo, dunk. Or, or the alley-oop, the Koopaloop. Koopaloop! <laughs> All right, well, I, I got to say this. Good luck, LeBron. Good luck bringing new – get a star to jump into this hot tub of dysfunction right now that is the Lakers. It, I would say, L.A., you have one – Re- well, no, two relevant sports teams: the Dodgers and the Lakers, and the and the L.A. Uh, Rams. Oh, I, well, but the the big fan. I, I would say that the most talk you get on sports radio is Lakers one sixty percent, Dodgers two twenty five percent, everything else scraps for the remaining fifteen percent. That's true. That's very, that's very true. That's what I, that's what I would guess, but who knows? Okay. Let's turn the page. Your thoughts on the Virginia Cavaliers as national champions. Didn't want them to win because I always had sway over the Virginia fans being a Maryland fan. At least we won one, but I like Tony Bennett and I like Virginia because they play great defense, but will we ever hear of Texas tech ever again? Cause I heard, I heard Jim Nance. Oh, they're going to be here for a while. No, they're not. No. This is this is their one and done Cul- year. Culver's going pro. I think they're going to lock up Beard for a while, but he will go eventually. Who wants to go to Lubbock and and, and play? Nobody. Well, I mean, they, they got enough and- guys to play. I mean, I actually kind of fell in love with Texas Tech's team throughout the tournament. I was like, I fucking like these guys. They had, they had a guy that could do everything. They kind of had one of those Ocean's 11-type teams where they had – each guy was a little different, you know. Owens was the pogo stick, like literally the skinniest, tallest guy ever that could dunk and block shots. By the way, from Anne Arundel County, Culver was Culver was the all-around star. You had uh, Moretti, the foreign hired gun. He would have been the equivalent in Ocean's Eleven of the gymnast who could like hide in a, a food service <laughs> cart and. <laughs> Sneak into the safe didn't, room. Didn't speak a word of English, but everybody understood what he was saying. I, that was, yeah. Right. You, 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 had, uh, you had Mooney, the point guard, who, and this this just blew me away. He's got a crew cut, right? But he had a part shaved into the side of his crew cut. Did you notice that? I did not notice that. Yeah. Now I have to go back and look at pictures. Now. Yeah. And and he, he was the quintessential, stereotypical white guy point guard that you look at him and you go, he ain't shit. I can I can handle him. And then he goes out and you play him. You're like, fuck, that, that white boy was pretty good. He kind of knew what Hurley, he was doing. Bobby Hurley-esque. Yes, exactly. So I kind of fell in love with Virginia Tech, but I was or, or with uh, Texas Tech, but I was very happy that Virginia won it for obvious reasons. My brother went to law school there. I'm from the Commonwealth. I got rejected at Virginia. Well, not smart enough. I was not Wahoo Wah material, Jay. 
Uh, but my sister went there, and so I know I was very happy for her. That said, you want to chime in on the instant replay call on Moretti's fingertip? Okay. I well, I didn't get to talk to you about uh, the Final Four. Right. We didn't talk I, about the semis. As, as someone who played for four years, coached or played – well, played more than that, but played for four years in high school, coached high school, mm-hmm. I did not know about – if the ball hits the double dribble roll, I was like, I didn't know that. And I felt stupid for not knowing that. Wow. So you did not have that double dribble. Did not have that in real time. Like everybody else. Not everybody. Like, not everybody. A lot of people are claiming they did because they want to well, sound smart. I, I, well, I, say that I can sound stupid, <laughs> but yeah. that said, that being said, that was one of the best games I've seen in a while. It was something, man. Yes. It was something. And would you agree that the foul call was correct at the end that of the was, game? That one was much better than the Purdue call. It was. Be- because the guy, Kaysen, uh, uh, Edwards, kicked his leg out. That dude just went up and down, and then it let him come down. That was yeah. the correct call. But And by the way, I hate, well, well my F, my F you guy is going to be about this, but... Did uh, you, so I'll save it. I'm not going to save I'll it. Save my fucking, did, I'll save it. Yes. But did you not appreciate... The kid for Auburn, uh, transfer. I'm looking for my notes here for his name. He said afterwards, he said, I'm not gonna blame the refs. They're the best they're the best refs in college. That's why they're doing the final four. I don't they don't tell me how to put the ball in the hoop. So I'm not gonna tell them how to ref. He was a complete stud, I thought, in terms of unlike, owning up to it. Unlike Samir his Doughty. teammates. Samir oh. Doughty. Yeah, and his his Jagoff oh. teammates are walking out going, Man, the final four needs new refs. Yeah, oh, like fuck Chris, off. like Chris Weber in and Michigan after the the timeout in the final four or the final uh, game. The timeout, which followed a travel that was no not travel. called, clear travel. Yeah. Right. By the way, Chris Weber still has not owned up to that. And I that's one thing I'll always hold over him. Yeah. Just say I fucked up anyway. But uh, I'm, I was happy for Virginia because I like Tony Bennett. I do. I, I genuinely like Tony Bennett. Is he going to? Does he leave Virginia? There's no no. Reason he ever yeah. That's there's he's like, got a cushy job now. There's like four programs that are a step up, and maybe Carolina, not even that. Duke, Kansas, and Kentucky, and Kentucky, and none of those guys That's will leave anytime it. soon. Yeah, and I, I don't think he'd I don't think he'd fit into the vibe at Kentucky. Not what would they've had of recent no. vintage. No, uh, Carolina, he's too much of a good man. <laughs> right, exactly. Carolina likes to hire within the family only. And Duke probably has Johnny Dawkins lined up. So, you know, Kansas would be the wild card, though. Kansas would be the wild card to look out for. I'm praying, even though it's not going to happen, that uh, Bill Self gets indicted and Kansas Kansas hires Mark Turgeon away from Maryland and and buys him out. Because he's going to be here for three more years, and Maryland's going to be average to sucky as long as he's at the helm. Yeah. There you go. Did you uh did you see the Michael Avenatti tweets about Zion and his mom? Oh, shocking. What Duke <laughs> might have really? I'm so shocked by that. Are we ever going to get to a point where somebody outs Shashevsky as being a bigger cheater as everybody else? It's like Duke's too big to fail. I at some point. We know Carolina had it with the grades. Duke has to have something. With with the with the, the classes that nobody showed up for and got all A's, didn't Duke has to have something? Didn't Chris Duhon's mom get, yes, no, get hooked Chris, up pretty sweet yes. at Duke? 
Chris Duhon's mom and Carlos Boozer's dad, who <laughs> oh, got a cushy job. And if you looked at his resume, he was not, he was a truck driver. But somehow he got a six-figure job in Durham. Yeah. Meanwhile, who was the uh, who was the player that wanted to go to Maryland? His mom worked at Maryland, and somehow they pushed him away, and he ended up at Penn State. Was he a football player? Oh, I can't remember who that was. It was almost like the reverse of Duke hooking up moms and dads with jobs to lure their kids to come to school. There is a Maryland kid who really wanted to play for the Terps, and they ended up pushing him out. Quarterback, black quarterback at Penn State. Think. Think. Put your head to it. I'll, I'll look it up while we're uh, talking. Here. Michael Robinson? That's the only Penn State quarterback uh, who was black I can think of. I know. I don't know. I'll, I know. I'll, you, okay. I'll think I know. Ru- I know Rudy. Well, there was the Rudy Gay situation, which is legendary. Rudy but, Gay. Rudy you, Gay went to UConn and Jim Calhoun. Have you heard, that, have you heard that story? He was supposedly ticketed for Maryland until yes. Jay. Well, uh, Jim Calhoun scheduled a exhibition game with an AAU uh, semi pro team who also happened to have Rudy Gay on one of their youngest teams, and the game was for like $100,000. I wonder where that money ended up. Go figure, huh? Go figure. I I don't know who this quarterback is now. All right. I'll I'll think of it. I wish the the podcast was in real time. We'd have somebody text in right now. Instead, I'll get the answer tomorrow, and then by the time I talk to you next, it'll be too late. And and calling you and I idiots for not remembering, which – don't worry, though. Our, our mistake rate is not nearly as bad as one account Rhodes' mistake rate was yesterday on the very That's disorganized cool. and, frankly, disappointing Masters preview edition of the okay. Zavecast. Okay. All right. Speaking of that, do you have a thought on the Masters? Uh, it's funny. My cousin is at the Masters, and he was at the par three today. Oh, cool. And he was – yeah, and he, of course, could not text shots because you can't have your phone there. No phones. But – he texted me later and said, you, "This is you got to do this once." I have no thoughts. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm going to have to. Th- I think your guy. That's what I'm going to pick Roy. Okay. Yeah, just, just cut. I have no thoughts on this. So he, so he loved the par three. Loved it because he's he's staying in a house uh, owned by some insurance executive. They're staying there for all for for, for four days. Wow! And he's your get, he's your cousin. My cousin, yeah. May he's kinda, I? He's, he's kind of well off. May I ask a simple question about: Is he black? <laughs> yes, he's a he's a very well off African American. Okay. Yes, we have a we have a few of those in the family. Yeah. There's nothing. He's, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. But I'm going to use this right now. This is going to be a surprise. Oh. FTG in the middle. Of the show here. Don't worry, the show's not ending with Jay. I just got to get this in. Here, stand by. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Here's my fuck that guy. Andy Pollan emailed me an email from a guy by the name of Mitch Steen saying, Andy, I couldn't find Zabe's email, so I was hoping you could please forward this to him. Here's what Mitch wrote. 
Zabe, I'm guessing you feel as thrilled as I do that on this day every year you get to see children participating in the Masters Par 3 contest. It truly warms the heart to see kids born into families with eight to nine figure bank accounts being allowed onto the playing grounds of one of the most elitist clubs on earth. Much like the children of royalty in ancient Europe who were entertained on their birthday by teams of clowns, magicians, and pony handlers, these adorable kids who reside in mansions and attend private schools in the state tax-free of Florida must truly appreciate how lucky they are. Gee, just a few hours of coverage on ESPN? I wish there was a DVD I could order that shows extended coverage, maybe with Jim Nance on commentary. To Mitch Steen, hey, bro. Occupy Wall Street's over, you fucknut. Get off your high horse of social justice. And by the way, I pointed out, oh yeah, how dare Tony Finau of Samoan and Fiji descent, born in Utah to working class parents, how dare he be at the Par 3 contest and his family? What an asshole, huh? Rory McIlroy's dad worked extra jobs to pay for his golf and his lessons. His mom took extra shifts at the 3M plant in Hollywood, Northern Ireland. Not exactly uh, Brunei with oil sheiks in it. Dustin Johnson's parents divorced. His dad owns, his dad runs a, a company that puts decals on trucks, was not rich, damn near drugged himself to death before going to a junior college. Bubba Watson, two-time winner of this event. Taught himself how to play. Taught himself yeah. how to play with wiffle balls in Baghdad fucking Florida. No rich enclave. His dad was a Green Beret in the Marines, died of cancer. Fuck you, Mitch Steen. Oh, elitist this, elitist that. I'll give him this much. Phil Phil Mickelson, he's an elitist 1% prick. Fuck him and his kids. Other than that, though, there's a lot of working class families that raise their kids and they have a talent for golf and they work their ass off to get here. So eat shit, buddy. The par three is great. Okay. Eldridge Woods, his dad was not swimming in money. Exactly. That's just a guy who's like, oh, all these richy riches prancing around. The par three contest. I'm glad your cousin went. I'm glad he loved it. It's, you know, it, it can be a bit corny and syrupy when you listen to the announcers on TVG. I grant you that. But you're talking about, you know, 83-year-old legends still hitting the ball, even though they're tiny little par three holes like Gary Player and Jack Nicholas, and not embarrassing themselves, you know? They're not... I like it topping it off the tee. There's something to be said for, holy shit, I went there and I stood five feet away from Jack fucking Nicholas. Pretty cool. I, I love it when one of those uh, elitist kids, they, they're they wearing the overalls, yeah. which they all look like they're three sizes too big, and they're running <laughs> around the greens. You have, a, you have no soul if you don't like that. Exactly. It's old, it's young, it's generations bridging the gap, and... And you get hot girlfriends. You get the hot wags, Jay, the wives and girlfriends caddying. And so to see Ricky Fowler's fiance, who's a former track athlete. Oh, and if you, on a scale of 1 to 10, she's a 17. You like Allison Stokey, don't I, you? I saw pictures of her like three years ago. Right. Oh, my. She's a high jumper or a pole vaulter? Uh, looking her up right now. Allison Stokey. Is her name? Yeah, I think she is a former pole vaulter. Yep, there she is. Yes, pole oh, vaulter. My God, is she gorgeous? Yeah, and, and I, you know, and I like Ricky Fowler. I do. Generally too. like him. He's a good yeah. guy. I hope he wins this week. Plus, whatever, the crowds. Whatever, whatever, the, yeah. Whatever happened to that little group that he and Bubba and the Baker Bay Boys? 
uh, who else? Who it else was, was, who? It was. It was. It was Ricky, Spieth, Justin Thomas, and Smiley Kaufman. And you no, know, no, it was. Yes, it was. They had like a. They had like a rap group. It was. Oh, oh, the, oh! You're talking about the uh, uh, Bubba Watson with yes. Ben Crane. Ben Crane, yes. I think they call yes. themselves the Golf Boys or something yes. like that. That was actually funny and good. Yes, and yeah. I like. They, I guess they ended one four. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I just googled it. The Golf Boys: Crane, Mahan, Watson, and Fowler. <sighs> So Ricky, what Ricky was in that group, and they did some videos that were pretty funny. No, but there used to be the Baker Bay Boys. Remember Spring Break 2K17, where Spieth and Fowler and Justin Thomas and Smiley Kaufman went on spring break at this resort down in Baker's Bay, Bahamas, and they did all these Instagram videos of them playing shirtless and barefoot. Yes getting yes. drunk and it yes. was great to see you're like look at these guys they're just like us taking a golf trip but they're pga tour stars and they did it for two years and then it sort of died down you know what happened to that group jay the saddest story ever and it's been told for time immemorial they got married <laughs> exactly yes <laughs> jt went down i think jt got no jt's not married yet kaufman got married spieth got married Fowler is engaged, and I don't know about Justin Thomas, but yeah, too bad. It's a pity. It was fun while it while lasted. While it lasted. <laughs> okay, now that I got my FTG out of the way, let's go through some other stuff here. Um, Juju versus AB. Um, go. Okay, well, I was talking to a friend of this about 15 minutes before you called. Fuck AB, but... But Juju Smith Schuster, and I love him. He went to my favorite school. He plays for my favorite team. He was a great college player, very good pro player, not a number one wide receiver. And boy, is he going to find the sledding tough when he <laughs> lines up because it looked it lined up on the other side of Antonio Brown, getting all that single coverage. You look pretty good. It's God, sort of, they're not going to. They're not. It's not going to be pretty this year in Pittsburgh. I'm sorry. It's like being Brad Pitt's wingman. Thinking, <laughs> man, the chicks fucking love me. Brad's nah. not here. Yeah, right. they don't like me anymore. <laughs> right, but but I but he did take the high road. And and by the way, Antonio Brown can't spell. I noticed that from his tweets. Uh, terrible grammar. Terrible speller. What what of this generation of athlete under thirty actually knocks out grammatically correct, properly punctuated tweets or Instagram posts ever? Ever. Nobody. I will say the two percent. But well, did you did you, know you happen to read? You know what? The next time this will be a bounty for any of our listeners, the next time you see a grammatically perfect tweet or Instagram text, send it our way. Because I don't think it exists. Okay, I, I will say I read an article in the Players Tribune, and for those listening who don't like race talk. Now is the time to skip ahead or stop oh, listening. This is the Kyle Corver piece. Yes. And I was like, Kyle Corver is a nice if he wrote this and edited it himself, Kyle Corver is a nice writer. That he's, was a good article. He's finally woke. Not woke. He just is like, hey, shit's going on. It's pretty <laughs> it's, shit's hey, on. shit's going on. As a white guy, I get some shit that black guys don't get. That's basically the article. I, I was like, wow, Kyle, thank you for bringing that up. I quickly looked at it. It was TLDR. 
but I did look at it, and I guess he was saying that his teammate, Tavo Cephalosha, who got his yes. leg broken by the New York City PD, New York, yes. the New York City's finest, uh, after a late-night altercation or incident, I don't know what it was, Corver basically said, well, you know, if he if he had my skin color, he wouldn't have had his leg broke. Right. And that I was like, wow, I, I love the aha moment sometimes. Like the time. But do we know we if that's in, true, like, though? Like a time in Jacksonville where three of us walked into a store. One I know. Of us got, and what, only one of us got, hey, sir, can we see your bag? I know. And it wasn't you or Scott. I know. That's all I'm saying. I, and I had go. shit hanging out my 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 pockets and I, under my shirt. It was really embarrassing. I was stealing all kinds of stuff. No, you <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, okay. Here's the only thing, though. I wasn't there that night when the cops went too far on Tabo, and they paid for it. Right? They lost a civil judgment to Tabo Cephalosha. He did sue. Was it? He was in New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. But. We don't know what kind of an asshole he might have been doing, or we don't know what instructions from the police he was ignoring that caused it to go off the rails. And there have been white guys who have had the shit beaten out of them, too, by cops when they weren't doing anything, quote-unquote. I know. I'm on just this saying. One, on, on this, this one, one, I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm, Throwing my hands you know, up on this. You know, you know what Kyle Corver's real privilege is, Jay? Being handsome. Handsome and shooting threes. <laughs> because the rest of his game is straight garbage. But because did... he can fill it up from three, he'll have a job in this league for a long fucking time. Why do I not remember where Kyle Corver went to college? Uh, I want to say Iowa State, but now I'm thinking Fred Hoiberg. Fred Hoiberg, DeMare, went to Iowa State. I do not remember where Kyle Corver went. Well, that's why the internet's open. He went that's to Creighton. A, we, okay. Oh, okay. Went to and Creighton, the home of Wally Zerbiak. Zerbiak. No, wait a minute. No, Wally Zerbiak went to Ball State? You're right. You're right. Okay. You're right. I'm, I'm out hitting roads right now. That's all I'm happy about. No, ba- still- no, 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 eh, wrong. Miami of Ohio. Miami of Ohio. Okay. All right. One of those Damn. Mac programs. All right. Oh, well, shit. Is when- Miami of Ohio on the Mac? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. Um, all right. So Juju versus Antonio Brown. That's done. Did you see? Right. Did you see Anthony Davis and the T-shirt he wore? Yes. For his final home game, it had in script letters, that's all, folks. That's all, folks. In th- in the exact theme of the childhood cartoons, Warner Brothers, that you and I used to watch on Saturday morning with our bowl of cereal, two yes. feet in front of our television, <laughs> oh, yes. cartoons. That's all, folks. And afterwards, oh. afterwards, a- Anthony Davis claimed he didn't know he had no idea that was the shirt he was going to wear. He has somebody lay out his clothes for him prior really? to each game. Yeah. Who the yeah. fuck is he, Stevie Wonder? <laughs> Stevie Wonder has people do that for him. That's you can what see he Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's what he see. said. Here, here's how I rule it. If you're going to do that and stick your thumb in the eye of New Orleans, which they don't deserve, with a that's all, folks, okay, fine. Just own it. 
Don't fucking lie about it. Like, oh, uh, my assistant laid out my clothes. I had no idea that was the shirt for today. That's how I rule it. How do you rule it? I, that's bullshit. You knew. Stop it. Again, you're not Stevie Wonder. Nobody, nobody has to lay out your clothes because you're blind. Okay. No. All right. Uh, who was better, Paul Pierce or Dwayne Wade? Oh, uh, somebody was Dwayne Wade is the one of the best two guards in the last 20 years. You're asking I me? That, I, I heard that argument, and I first was like, no, and then I – well, yeah, he might have been the best in the last one, one of the top four point guards in the last 20 years. Yes. Apparently, this argument bubbled up over the weekend. Yes. And apparently, Gabby Union didn't like it. Yes. Said it was unfairly tearing down one over the other. I saw this thing bubble up, and I quickly said on Twitter, I go, look, they're both really good. So I'm moving on. I got a lot of internet today <laughs> because. It's a debate I literally don't care about arguing. Like, to me, I go, yeah, Pierce was great. Wade was great. They're both great. I'm not going to differentiate the two. This is not Jordan versus LeBron. I, I don't need to settle this. No, good point. But, but uh, Dwayne Wade is better than Paul Pierce. Okay. Uh, Dwayne Wade versus Dirk Nowitzki. Had this argument today also. I said Dirk Nowitzki because he opened up the doors for – he was the first European – not the first – the first European that was really, really good was Drazen Petrovic. But Dirk, didn't he bring in the stretch four? Well, he did. He really kind of did bring in that concept. And he won a championship. And he drove better than Drazen Petrovic. Oh, man, you asshole. Did you just say that, Zabe? About Couldn't him play- driving? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not good. Not Dirk has still never played a lick of defense, but... Eh, let somebody else play that. He was a scorer. Neither did Dominique. They liked him. Well, I don't know about better. You're you're kind of making the argument that Dirk was more important from a global standpoint. Yeah. Uh, how about okay? He's more important than Dwayne. Is he better than Dwayne Wade? All I know is both, this: both Hall of Famers, both have won. Well, both right. won championships, even though Dwayne Wade has won more. Right. Oh, God. I, here's okay. the thing. Here's the thing. I liked them both. Like I said today on my show, I go, I never once disliked either guy. And at no. some point with every big-time star athlete, you just roll your eyes and go, oh, fuck this guy. But I never said that with either Dwayne Wade or Dirk. So Both love black women. They did, and uh, Dirk almost got scammed by one black woman. He's, well, he's married to a black chick. Oh, he is? Yeah. Who? I was looking up the girl Crystal something that uh, – was his fiance, and then you know she claimed to be pregnant, and I forget what happened after that. He married her. He's he's married to some black chick. <laughs> okay. Uh, by the way, Dirk or Drazen Petrovic uh, played for the New Jersey Nets from and Portland Trailblazers from uh, from Yugoslavia. Slavia, yes. Died in a car crash on the on Autobahn. The Autobahn. Yes. In Denkendorf, Germany, at the age of 28, he was six five, but played like a point guard. Did you watch the 30 for 30 with him and and uh, Vladi? No. What? Sorry, it was called, it was I haven't seen like, every 30 for 30 oh, man. It was. It's called Like Brothers. They talked about how the Yugoslavian team that they played on, but Vladi's telling stories about Draven. 
was, I, and I can't do a Vladi Divac, but I'll try. Like, yes, I heard about him. I heard in one game he scored 100 points. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was sick. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Petrovic was a, a passenger in a car that was cut off by a semi-truck on the Autobahn. So he wasn't even driving crazily, which which is how Jerome Brown died. May he rest in peace, Philadelphia Eagle. He wrapped around a, tele, a, a pole, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. that, was, that was bad. Okay, real quick before we get to your fuck that guy, I have a story that might be story of the year and is absolute straight nightmare fuel. Ready? Okay, go. Doctors treating a woman in Taiwan with an eye infection found something quite surprising upon closer inspection. They found four live bees embedded in the woman's eye feeding from her tear ducts. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, shit. You you bite your knuckles when you hear that. Oh, God, bees in my eye. Alive. And did, did she go, there's something. I, I can't stop scratching. How did the she doctor? To- the doctor said, I saw something that looked like insect legs. So I pulled them out under a microscope very slowly and one at a time without damaging their bodies. The bees were identified as sweat bees, which of course land on human skin for moisture, hence the term sweat bees. Oh, the woman <laughs> the woman was hiking in the mountains, visiting a family grave and was bending down to pull some weeds, thought she had sand or dirt in her eye cleaned her eye out with water, went home, but said she had a recurring stinging pain and her eyes would tear up. She finally went to the doctor, pulled four bees out of her eye that were there happily living on and drinking her tears. Holy shit. Does this stuff ever happen in these United States? It always happens somewhere far, far away. Yeah, it seems, and I believe it's a true story. Stories usually out of the Far East, Asia, China, Japan, Korea. Australia. Yeah, go, Ten, someone going to the bathroom found a 50-foot snake in their toilet. Oh, yeah. That's Australia stories. Right, yeah. right. Welcome to Australia, mate. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, believe, I believe those stories a little bit more. Some of the stories from, say, India or Bangladesh, where it's like villagers said dot dot dot, and you're like, you go, oh yeah, villagers. Okay, I'm sure that really happened that way. But that said, that is imagine that thinking, like I would be freaked out for weeks, months, maybe years afterwards that I walked around with four bees living bees in, my in my eye, living in my you eye. You can't believe at some point in that first couple of days you had to go. My eye is killing me. Right. There's no way. Right. There's, I, what I, the I, hell's I, going on here? Oh, there's yeah. bees in your... I joked, what if What if she was one of these really tough women, and maybe she didn't have good insurance. She's like, I'm not going to go see anyone for this. And so she just let it go and let it go to the point where a whole beehive had grown on her face, oh, and bees God. were flying in and out of her face. I No. I, I want to believe this, but then I go, at some point, in, in like a day or a half, a day and a half, you got to go. My eye is really uncomfortable. Uh, I got it. Yeah. But yeah, you think? Yeah, I would think so. Okay. All right, Jay, it is time for your FTG. I'm going to play the music one more time. Here we go. 
I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Okay, Jay, your turn. Every person I saw on Twitter Saturday night who said, you can't call that foul there. Really? <laughs> when the fuck can you call a foul then? I got sick of seeing that every 15 minutes or every, every five minutes. Oh, you can't make that call there. Oh, you can't make that call. So when can you call that foul? When, when, it, when is it plausible to make that call? To, to every guy on Twitter who said that, fuck that guy. Shut up. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And the cousin to the you can't call that their guy prototype is the, yeah, it was the right call, but I hate to see a game end that way guy. That makes no sense to me. You're saying in the on one breath, yeah, that was the right call, and then you're lamenting that the right call was made just because it was the end of the game? It makes no the, fucking sense. The only call, like in football, if they called pass interference on a Hail Mary, I would get upset about oh, that. Oh, get ready for that with the new rules coming in. That's true. That's true. But the, the, the you can't call, and I heard your Romeo Robinson very true. One of the worst calls ever in NCAA oh, history. D- I, when I looked at it again, Jay, I was yeah. horrified. I go, holy <laughs> shit, is that awful? It was on a pass. Right, but this was not Ramil Robinson. No! No, no way, no. No, absolutely not. Alright, Jay, very good. Let's wrap it together, shall we? Thank you for listening. Download, subscribe, comment, and like. Feedback for Jay is always welcome. Jay, you like it when I forward emails to you. People saying, hey, good job, Jay. Or fuck you, Jay. Like those not a lot too. of those. Not a lot of those, though. I'm but, sure. I'm yeah. sure you get some, though. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know Fridays are not free, so tomorrow you're gonna have to pay for the Zabe Cast. Subscribe to the Premium Edition by going to zabe.com/premium and send me your feedback, topic suggestions, including your dumb shit like, "Oh, Richie Rich is running around at the par three contest." Fuck off. But s- tell me to fuck off at zabe@yahoo.com, and I'll make sure to delete your nine-page email in .2 seconds. So you'll have wasted your time. (laughs) All right, Jay. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Steve. All right, buddy. Bye-bye.